And this is the question. Whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? God promised the children of Israel, I have got a promised land waiting for you. And this promised land is a great land. It's flowing with milk and honey. And he sent them a man to lead them out of bondage, out of where they had been in bondage for 450 years, serving the taskmasters. And he led them out. They crossed the Red Sea. And he brought them out with a mighty hand. Took them to the edge of promise. I might not even get to my message today because I'm, I'm, I'm following the Spirit of the Lord here right now. There's some people right in under the sound of my voice right now that you're standing on the edge of a miracle. You're standing on the edge of a promise of God, and whether or not you're going to step over into that promise is whether or not whose report are you going to believe. Moses was carried on. Joshua was raised up, amen, to lead the people in across the Jordan River into the land of promise. And when they got ready to go in, They sent out spies to look at the land. Oh, this was still under Moses. This was still under Moses' time. And they came back and brought a report. And they said, the land is truly flowing with milk and honey. My, we we got some of the produce right here. Look at this stuff. It's amazing what is being, what is on. But, but listen, but, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Butts are for billy goats. I know the Lord can heal, but. I know the Lord can save, but. My Lord, I just wonder how sick and tired God gets of a church house full of people sometimes. All we want to do is but this and but that. If you want to but anything but God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because He is able, amen, to do exceedingly above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in Him. The children of Israel was forced to go back and wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of an evil report that they believed. Only two people of the original generation came out of Egypt actually entered the land of promise. It was Joshua and Caleb. Because what did they say? They say, our God is able. Hallelujah. 
The others were standing over here and said, Oh, there are giants in the land. Oh, man, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. There's no way that we can overcome that. Hallelujah. And the devil has been tackling some people around here. And it ain't no way that you can overcome what's coming up against you. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm still serving the God of David who can knock down the giant. Hallelujah. With a stone. Glory to God. If you'll just believe the simple truth of what God's Word says. Hallelujah. Every one of them of that generation died in the wilderness because they accepted the bad report. Hallelujah. So God is asking today, whose report are we going to believe? Whose report are we going to believe? This kind of this fits right in. I guess I was in tune with the Lord. And this message just fits right in tune with what I was going to talk about. Hallelujah. I want you to put up on the screen, go ahead, Ephesians 3 and 20. And I want to read Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. And then Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says, Now to him who is able. Look at somebody and say, My God is able. Hallelujah. Lord, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above some part unto him is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, folks, you can't think too big for God. Somebody said, Brother Simeon, you worried about, amen, getting everything squared away over there and getting up there. Oh, because God has already said it. And if somebody comes with a bad report, I ain't got the time of day for you, sweetheart. Lord and God, I ain't going to waste my time with negative spirits, negative attitudes, talking about the butt, butt, this. All I want to say is, my God is able. do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in what? The power is in you. You got the power. If you're saved, born again, blood and the Spirit, you got the power. It's within you. Why? Why? How? Because God put it there. Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. And I pray that you will speak until our hearts today. Amen. That we may take confidence, not in us, but in you, for what you say in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 
of what I was wanting to talk about briefly is the possibility of the power within. The possibility of the power within. Hallelujah. Sometimes, folks, these scriptures that I just got through reading to you are well known. We all have heard them time and time again. But sometimes because of the things that we have to battle and we have to face, we have to revisit some of those familiar scriptures that we have used before, amen, to verify biblical principles that we need always to be aware of. And that is the possibility of the power within you. What, what are you talking about, Brother Sammy? I'm talking about power to change, power to overcome, and power to conquer every obstacle and negative circumstance which comes our way in this life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. God, you serve as a God of grace, love, and power. And the Bible says He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. Hallelujah. And when He was hanging on the cross 2,000 years ago, you was on His mind. Hallelujah. Lord, and God, He did not die at Calvary and shed His blood and go through what He went through. Amen. Just to walk off and leave you staying alone somewhere like it's already been said here this afternoon. He has promised you that He will go with you all the way, even unto the end. Power is there, available for every spirit-born believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, only a few, just a few, have learned how to connect to the power. This reminds me of a story that a retired missionary gave one time after years of service on the mission field. And uh, he told this story back when he was a young man and he first arrived on the mission field. This is his words. He said, I was assigned a car. A vehicle was given to me to use on the particular mission field which I was going to serve. And they told me, Brother So-and-so, I believe his name was Jackson, Brother So-and-so, this, we're going to give you this car to use on the mission field. But we, we want you to know that uh, the, only, you know, the only way you're going to be able to get it started is to push it. Now, uh, some of y'all younger folks out there, you don't understand, I mean, the cars today. People, <laughs> amen. I, I can remember a lot of times riding some of them old cars with my daddy and We'd have to give it and give it a push. You'd pop that clutch and then get the thing off and get to running. You can't do that with some of these cars today, all this other stuff they got on them, you know. And uh, the man, he was a master. You know, people, people complaining about gas prices today. I can remember when gas was 25 cents a gallon. And my daddy going down Nolan's Road out there in south Nashville, every time he would top a hill, he would cut off that. He would cut off that ignition, pop it, knock it, and he would coast up and down those hills. Going, <laughs> wasn't paying for twenty-five cents a gallon, but every time he could get a hill where he could coast, he gonna let it coast. Mama said, "What are you doing that for? Got to save gas." <laughs> Glory to God. I'm, I, I, you know, 
I guess it's a good thing he's in glory right now because if he was alive right now to see what we're paying for gas today, he'd have a heart attack and die anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Well, they gave this missionary this car, but said, you're going to have to push it to get it started. And so this missionary, he, he began to ponder the situation and the problem. He says, and I was proud because I, did, I devised a plan. He said, I, I engaged a couple of men to help me push the car off. And as I made my rounds, when I got through, I'd either park on the hill or leave the engine running. And I used this ingenious, notice that word ingenious, he said, I used this ingenious procedure for two whole years. Well, he got in bad health. Uh, and had to come home for a while, and he was forced to leave that particular area. And they, uh, the church and, uh, and and the group he was affiliated with, sent him a new missionary to come and take over that work. So I was showing around everything, and I got right over on the edge of a hill, set that car I've been using for two years, and uh, he said, "I proudly." <laughs> Glory to God. When I proudly began to explain the method for getting the car started, the new missionary began looking under the hood. And before the explanation was complete, before I could tell him just how he what he needed to do to get that car started, that new missionary interrupted him and said, Well, Brother Jackson, I believe the only trouble is this loose cable right here. And that man gave the cable a twist on the negative side of the battery. And let me just interject this right here. You know, we get upset because of the negative in our life, but I'm going to tell you something. Without the negative, the positive won't work. you got to have the negative post for the positive post. Am I right? Hallelujah. That new guy gave that cable a twist, tightened up and stepped in the car and pushed the switch. And he said, to my astonishment, the engine roared to life. And that poor missionary thought how for two long years he needlessly went to all that trouble and routine in getting that car started because the power was there all the time. Only a loose connection kept me from putting that power to work. I hope somebody heard me right there. For two whole years, this man was a struggling to get that car started every time. He'd try to find a hill. And if you ever was in that situation, you know you're not always going to be around a hill. Amen. And he had all kind of trouble. But he ought, for the whole two years, he had the power right there all the time. Amen. He just didn't have a connection. God sent me here to tell somebody this afternoon that God says you got the power. Jesus said when I saved you and I put my spirit in you, amen, my blood's applied to your life and you got power over all the enemy. Hallelujah. You got power over scorpions. Amen. You got power over everything. Glory to God. What you and I got to do is get connected to the post. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Quit trying to do this thing on your own. Quit trying to push at it and the fight and the struggle with it. Lord, God, just get connected to the power that you got. Hallelujah. And the power will make the difference in your life. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And there's a couple ways. And I'm, if you will see my notes, I'm, I'm cutting off a whole lot of stuff here, but I'm giving you a word. There's a couple ways, things we got to do that God spoke to me while prayer to get connected to this power, the possibility of the power within. We got it, but we got to get connected up, folks. Number one, we, we connect to the power by the unity of the body. We connect to the power by or through the unity of the body. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint, notice that, every joint supplies, according to effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, amen, as a pastor of this assembly right here, that every member in this body is of equal importance. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because every member of the body supplies something to this congregation. Hallelujah. You might not have a talent to play a guitar or keyboard, but God has got you in the body for a reason, and you're very much valuable. And I need you, and God needs you, and your brother and sister around you need you. We just got to get connected to one another. Quit fighting one another. We got too many people wanting a big leadership. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. If you want to know who's the head of this thing, Jesus Christ is the head. It's not me. It's not no other man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got too many Absaloms running around. Hallelujah. You know what Absalom is today? It's a spirit of rebellion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus is the one in charge of this, folks. From the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. Listen to me. You will never... Be fully connected to the power until you are connected to the body which is in which is his church. Hallelujah. People people who seem to think that they somehow got the ability to make it on their own miss out on so many things that could be available to them as function, as a functioning member of the body. Psalms one thirty three. Listen to what Psalmist David said. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How pleasant it is for brethren. Oh, and by the way, that's sister in too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dwell together in unity. Hallelujah. Each member of my body, it has a function. Hallelujah. 
And if the parts of my body begin to fight one another, then it, it, it messes the whole thing up. Hallelujah. And when the body of Christ is fighting one another, hallelujah. You know what? I'm going to... People read in the book of Acts where Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter did some mighty miracles of God and, and how all those things happened. And, man, we got a lot of dreamers today. So, oh, man, I mean, I, I'd like to see that move today. I'd like to see it move today. I'm, I'm going to tell you one, and, and people debate the fact, but I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm going to tell you why God don't move it as much in a lot of circles and areas today. Because God knows we got too many people running around to be wanting to take the credit just like that. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Somebody be pushed in the house of God in a, in a wheelchair today. Does anybody in here doubt that God has the power to, to bring them up? He can bring them up just as easy. But he might not do it. And one reason why he might, might not do it, because God knows us better than we know ourselves. He looks down from glory and he sees about half a dozen people in here. Amen. If God wants to take them out of that wheelchair, automatically they start, they, they put on Facebook. I was lay, I, it was my hands laying on them the day they came out of that wheelchair. You'd see it on Facebook and MySpace. Hallelujah. Before they got out of the parking lot, they'd be tweeting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm kind of tied down the cord day. The battery got out of that. Uh, hallelujah. You know I'm telling you the truth. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why that God blesses and we see what we see around here. Because those of you who's been sitting around here long enough and heard this preacher preach long enough, you've heard me say more than one time, somebody comes up for prayer, and I pray for them, and that person gets healed. Just because I was the one laying hands on them don't mean I was the one who prayed the prayer of faith. There could be a little old grandmother sitting way back in the back that was back there who had been praying to God this week. And that little old grandmother was praying and said, God, heal that man. Heal that woman. Hallelujah. Hey, it ain't the man with the big title. It ain't the one with the fancy suit and the tie that hears God. It's whoever has got the faith. I can touch God in faith. That's the one who will get the job done. Glory to God. We don't need to be trying to take credit for something God did anyway. Oh, hallelujah. It's the truth. Glory to God. Amen. we got to get the unity with one another of the body. If we're going to connect to the power, I'm going to move on. The second point in my message Connecting by the fire of the Spirit. We connect by the fire of the Spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 19 says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. Now, a lot of times we'll get scriptures and we'll just 
take them at face value and not try to really dig down. And But I want, I want to read that Scripture again in, a, in another translation of the Bible. It's called God's Word Translation. And this Scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and 19, it says, Do not quench the Spirit. And God's Word Translation says, Don't put out the Spirit's far. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. The modern church world today has all but lost the concept of the fire of the Spirit. Hallelujah. They'll talk about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost, but you don't ever hear nobody talking about the Holy Ghost and fire. But I want you to know John the Baptist, when he came preaching before the Lord... Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, this is what he told the people. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Glory. You want to get connected to the fire? Hallelujah. It's got to come through a connection through the fire. If you're not connected with the fire, you're not going to never get connected to the fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's one way you can always tell about you getting older, y'all. You're all time talking about things in the past. But I, I, I can't help it. Hallelujah. Because a whole lot that's what made me what, what little I can do today. Is the heritage that I've been brought up under. Now, I want to tell you something that when I was a child, no, uh, no bigger than that young man who just got baptized a while ago, we was out in South Nashville. Hallelujah. I know my friends back there are going to know what I'm talking about. Some of you other might not know, but there's a place out there that was known as Mars Hill. My dad had an old block building, an old storehouse right there. He rented that place. When we walked inside, the roof was plumbed down, hanging the floor. He, he, he fixed that thing up and, and opened up service. But we had some great services, but all around on the hill, they would get together at people's houses and they'd have these cottage prayer meetings. I know a lot of folks don't know what they are today. But there was one brother, dear old brother, man of God, his house was in an alley. Hallelujah. His name was Brother Bain. Didn't even have running water in their home. He had a bucket in the kitchen sitting up there where they walk halfway down the hill there and they get, get water to bring it up to the house. Had a pot belly stove in the, in, in the living room. And I'm going to tell you something. You go in there in the wintertime and that thing would be cherry red. Everybody's running around today talking about we are Pentecostals and we're uh, apostolics and, and, and all this, and we're talking all about that. But I'm going to tell you about something. Those folks would gather around in that house, and they, they got connected to the far God. There was a lady who got saved and the Holy Spirit fell on her one night and she was a-dancing around 
still remember her name, my sister left me. And I no bigger than that young man right there. I saw that lady fall backwards and her hair went across that old pot bellied stove, cherry red. Some folks that wasn't shouting kind of gasped a little bit, but you know what? She just got back on up, kept a shouting and praising God. There wasn't a hair of her head singed, no smell or nothing. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit was on her, and I'm going to, she was connected to the fire. And because she was connected to the fire, earthly fire couldn't hurt her. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about the possibility of the power within. God can use you to do more things than you can ever think of. Imagine if you can just get connected to the power. Hallelujah. Get connected to the power. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna close. I'm not through, but the possibility of the power within. You cannot help. You cannot help what comes against you. but you can help how you react to it. And as Brother Bobby, I believe it was saying a while ago, there's people watching you. They're looking. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've been saved, if you're a child of God, you've got endless possibilities down inside you. The power's there. Hallelujah. You need to call on God in the middle of the night. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to get out of nothing. Don't take this wrong. I'm not trying to get out of nothing. But you need to call on God in the middle of the night, 2 o'clock in the morning, some emergency happen. You don't have to call a preacher. You can get on your knees and you can touch God yourself. If you have to take the time to dial a phone or call somebody else, it might be too late by then. Amen? we got the possibility of the power, folks. All we got to do is get connected to it. Get connected to it. We don't, ha- we, don't have to, we don't have to do all the pushing. Let the Holy Ghost do some of it. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't get all winded and out of breath. Lord of mercy, as big a fellow as I done got to grown up to be, I don't know about that windedness. Hallelujah. But you know what? Even uh, even when the Holy Ghost hits, I can run around this place with the best of them and get back up there and keep on singing. Hallelujah. What is that? That's connected to the fire. Now, when I leave here and I get the, and the anointing, I walk out from under anointing, sometimes my body tells a story. But it's the anointing that don't, it does not break the yoke. I'm as, I'm as particular that as Brother Bobby is about being set free or made free. Everybody talks about, quoting the scripture, the anointing breaks the yoke. The Bible does not say the anointing breaks the yoke. It says that the anointing destroys the yoke. 
something broke has a possibility of being fixed. If it gets destroyed, it's over with. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. Hey, if you got if the devil's got a yoke hung around your neck, don't pray for God to break it. Hallelujah. Because you'll find here come the devil with some super glue. Get that thing destroyed by the power of God.